Oh, sorry, just uh, dusting off the old microphone after a little break here for the Watch Your Lips podcast, but uh, here we are, we're back, this is episode 8, I'm your host, Cam Blackarujo, and for those of you that uh, had been listening to the first 7 episodes, you'll definitely notice some changes at least today and, and likely going forward, uh, there'll be a little bit less uh, Kemlo and George, I'm sure they'll still be on from time to time, but Mostly, uh, we're going to try and get some more voices um, just within the game of baseball, within Canada. I know before, a lot of the focus was players, events, uh, scouting, and, and amateur baseball, pretty much in Ontario. I know we covered a little bit of uh, BC and Alberta when we could. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, since then, during this break, we've expanded. Um, I mean, we revamped Alberta. Uh, we made some additions in uh, the Atlantic, all the provinces out there. So that's been super exciting. I mean, that's something that's exciting that's happened since uh, since the last podcast. Um, but yeah, again, like I said, it'll be a lot uh, a lot more interviews um, of just players, coaches, just uh, any anyone within the game, uh, prospects, MLB players, a little bit of everything. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy that, and obviously, I look forward to to bringing that to you um, and. Another thing, obviously, that's happened since we last recorded baseball's back, whether that's in Ontario or uh, Major League Baseball. Obviously, minor league baseball didn't really happen this year, but uh, baseball is back. Um, it's been fun watching here in Ontario the past couple months. It's been nice to, to get out of the house and be at the field, but um, I think the most exciting part, though, at least for me baseball-wise over the past couple months, has been watching this Blue Jays team. What a surprise. Um, I mean, it's super active at the deadline to, to, to back that up a little bit. And here we are, I think five, six days left in the season. And they currently hold down that eight spot in the American League. I think they're two games back of Cleveland right now, heading into tonight's game against the Yankees, uh, recording this uh, four o'clock on Tuesday. So I'm sure things might change by the time this is out, but that's where they sit. And, and I think a lot of people didn't really expect that. And there's been contributions all over the diamond. Um, I think most importantly, Ryu at the top of the rotation there. That was a huge addition in the offseason, which is kind of what they've needed. Um, you know, a guy like that every fifth day to to help push them, especially in, in this 60-game season. Obviously, the debut, highly anticipated debut of Nate Pearson. Um, I mean, a guy who's been up to 104 miles per hour. How can you not be excited about that? And another arm... One that's out of the bullpen, Jordan Romano. But he, he's a Markham kid. He played for the Ontario Blue Jays. And, I mean, what a story he's turned out to be. It was, it was cool to watch him back in March against Team Canada. And I don't think anyone at that time expected him to to be pitching such important innings down the stretch for the Blue Jays. And, and I mean, he he's done that. Um, I know he's, he's down right now, but he's been awesome up to this point. Um, and then, obviously... Uh, Taewon Walker that's another pitcher there that, that they brought in and he, he's been exactly what they've needed and then uh, looking at that outfield Guriel, Hernandez, Grichik they've all kind of taken that next step and I mean you guys all know the guys on the infield so they've been super fun to watch I'm sure you know everyone coast to coast has kind of been watching that with no Canadian teams left in the NHL playoffs unfortunately but uh, yeah well, what a story that's turned out to be and so who who better to bring on the podcast if we're trying to, you know, draw in everyone from coast to coast than someone from 
Canada's only baseball team, the Toronto Blue Jays. So we've got Jonathan Davis joining us here on the podcast in uh, just just a couple moments here. Um, the first big leaguer we've had, so big milestone here for for Watch Your Lips. Um, I hope you guys hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with it, and I mean, it's it's great to get a, a voice from the Blue Jays. I mean, right before the first postseason, uh, well, what should be? I don't want to jinx it at this point, but uh, what looks like it will be their first postseason appearance since uh, that 2016 team with Encarnacion, Donaldson, Batista. So, without further ado. Jonathan Davis. Alrighty, so joining us next here on the Watch Your Lips podcast, we uh, we actually have our first big leaguer joining us. He was the Blue Jays' fifteenth uh, rounder back in twenty thirteen out of the University of Central Arkansas, and he's currently an outfielder for those same Toronto Blue Jays. So welcome to the podcast, Jonathan Davis. All right, thanks, you man. It's good to be here, man. Good to be on. Um, so you guys got, uh, Garrett Cole going against you guys tonight. Have you ever faced him or? Uh, I actually haven't. Um, um, I mean, of course he's Garrett Cole, a great pitcher. Um, but I, I haven't faced him before. I've seen him, uh, live, uh, from the bench, but I, I haven't faced him. And it's when you face guys like that, whether it's, you know, someone like that or, or a Max Scherzer, like a Tanaka, the top guys, just, do you kind of yeah. do things a little differently against them? You know, do you prepare a little bit more compared to, you know, some other guys or how, how do you go about that? Uh, not really. I mean, the preparation typically is the same. Um, of course, you have different styles of pitching. Uh, you have your spin rate guys. You have your sinker ball guys. You have guys who... Uh, are just pretty pretty good pitchers. They try to hit corners. Uh, you have guys who try to get you out front. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, that kind of all goes into your preparation. Uh, and then just in terms of watching video, you want to uh, see what he's trying to do to similar players uh, that kind of have the same game as you. Um, I mean, on a typical day, you know, we'll usually get film um, a day before or watch film a day before. Okay. Uh, okay. That's at least for me. And um, going into the day, I'll try to like I'll watch film and see where he's throwing his pitches, kind of see his se- sequencing, uh, um, what he likes to do with runners in scoring position, and um, you know try to uh, come up with a game plan uh, the day, the night before. And then going into that day, uh, based off my game plan, I'll try to prepare. Uh, that day uh, going into BP and all my work will be uh, pretty much based off my my game plan in the night before. Okay, okay, fair enough. And obviously that game tonight and pretty much everything leading up till Sunday, uh, they're, they're pretty big games for you guys. Um, I think I think today you guys are uh, two games back of Cleveland for that for that uh, seven spot, sitting eighth right now in the final final playoff spot. So for you, I know this is kind of like the first. Uh, First time you've been up in in September, you know when when the Jays are competing. Um, so for you, you know how how do these do these games feel different for you, or just kind of you know what, what's this month been like for you? Uh, it's been fun and exciting. Uh, I'm just really joining the team this uh, September, so uh, for me, man, it's kind of it's fresh, uh, but at the same time too, uh, you know, every time I go out there, every time I get an opportunity to step on the field, I try to uh, put my best foot forward. And I'm playing to win, man. That's the that's the that's what we get paid to do is win, you know, uh, perform. Uh, but you know, um, like you said, this is my first time 
kind of uh, being in a playoff uh, push and uh, in a playoff hunt. So uh, it's, it is a little different. Um, I remember back in college uh, just being going to – uh the playoffs you know and it's uh it kind of has that same feel where like you're actually every game has value every game you feel the value of the game and yeah. uh, uh that's kind of what it's like right now you know uh knowing that uh if we every game and every pitch you know it matters you know so um and not saying the other games and pitches don't matter, but uh you can kind of you you understand what I'm saying when I mean like the intensity of yeah of every, Itch, yeah so uh the losses pretty... the losses hurt more and the wins feel yeah. even sweeter yeah exactly exactly and so like yeah just you know just going based off of that uh the the win last night you know that just kind of felt good to to be able to get that win on the on the first night of uh of the series against new york uh set the tone for the series and uh you know going into tonight facing gary cole which is huge that we got that first win uh because anytime you face a pitcher like that uh it's it, it could go it can go either way you know what I mean because uh, that a pitcher like that you know he's gonna he's gonna make pitches he's gonna go out and do his thing uh, even if he does have doesn't bring his best stuff he's gonna he's gonna have he's gonna do pretty well uh, that's just the type of stuff that he has uh, and so uh, it's kind of good to get that first win going into the series and uh, and so I know obviously heading into the year um, it seemed kind of like the industry you know the media and things like that I think a lot of them kind of wrote you guys off as a team you know you're obviously a super young team um, so just you know talk about this team and just kind of the, the persistence I know you guys have had some some injuries and you know you guys are still here going into the last week and it looks like you guys are going to get in so just kind of you know talk talk about this group and what you've kind of seen from them over you know your, your couple weeks here yeah man uh, uh, our team I, I, I think I said in an interview the word to describe our team would be fun exciting uh and you know talented you know uh you look at our team top to our lineup man top to bottom we have some some guys that can hit um and i think a reason why a lot of people write us off though is because we are young we don't have a lot of, of experience veteran experience which uh which is you know understandable uh but um i i think the nucleus of our team uh we're, we're mature very mature to be so young um, you have guys like uh, Bobochet, uh, Vlad, um, Cav, who have been brought up in the game. Um, yeah. So that adds, you know, another layer of maturity right there in, in, in and of itself. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we have Gritch, who he's, he's played in the playoffs. He's been there before. You have Teo, who uh, I think has been there before as well. And uh, he, those two guys, um, they're and Lourdes Guerrero, uh, uh, awesome bat in our lineup. Honestly, I, I I would easily say he's one of the best bats in our lineup when he's going good. Uh, but um, Gritch and Tao, man, they're uh, two two leaders, two guys who uh, you know come come to the field every day, and you can expect them to go out there and have good at bats and uh, play well. And, uh, you know, uh, talk about the injuries when Teo went down and, you know, we had some pitching that went down as well. Bo went down early for a little bit. And, um, you know, we had some guys to step in like Santiago Espinal. You know, he, he did a great job filling that role. Uh, you had Panic, who uh, is a gold glover. Uh, you know, so guys like that, you know, that, you know, t people typically write off. But uh, guys like Shaw, you know, um, 
like those guys can play, man. Uh, and when you put all of that together, you know, you have a good group of guys, you have a good team, a great ball club, man. And it's fun. Uh, these past two weeks that I've been here, it's been fun coming to the ballpark. And, uh, you know, it's been exciting. And uh, obviously, I mean, you, you talk about, uh, you know, how young the team is. You got your vets and stuff like that. Um, and I think when, when a lot of people think of the Blue Jays and the young guys, right, they're thinking of your Bichette, your Guerreros and that stuff. But right. how about uh, Alejandro Kirk last night, yeah. man? That, that was fun to watch. You guys yeah. were enjoying it. Just just talk about that night. Oh, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I was in Rochester with Kirk and uh, – that was my first time actually playing with him this year. And, uh, you know, just seeing him day in, day out, uh, come in in a situation that really was uh, not the best in Rochester. You know, we don't we're not able to compete against other teams to see him come in and put his work in and uh, go out every day in inner squads and just absolutely rake. Uh, uh, it was I was like, man, this this dude is the real deal. And so, uh, you know, we both got called up uh, at the same time to the taxi squad. And, you know, I just kept telling him, man, I just when you get the opportunity, I have fun, enjoy it. And I always told him, like, I'm, I'm ready to see you play, man. You're exciting. Uh, I know you're going to do big things. And uh, so uh, he got his, you know, he got his first hit in the other game. And, you know, uh, he was putting, to, to, putting together some greater bats in the games that he did play. And it was only a matter of time before he, uh, you know, let the world know who he was. So uh, last night, man, it was just fun. I mean, he faced some arms last night as well, man, like back to back to back. And he just he's just <laughs> squaring the ball up, man. Uh, you know, me hitting behind him. I'm coming up to the play like, dang, I got to come <laughs> But yeah, man, he's, he's, he's a cool guy, cool, calm and collected. Uh, I was talking to my wife the other night, and uh, she was like, man, uh, Kirk can hit. And I was like, yeah, yeah he can. And uh, she said, y'all need to start calling him Kirk O'Bangs. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, man, so, uh, you know, he's a great guy, man, great kid, and uh, I'm excited to watch him play the rest of his career. For sure, man. It, se- it seemed like that yesterday watching you guys, you know, just, just a smile on your guys' faces for him. Yeah, um, and so obviously, like you know, you, yesterday's game played in Buffalo. That's where you guys have been uh, for the past two months. I know, obviously, you haven't been there the entire time, but um, you've right. spent time in Buffalo over the past two years, and then now you're playing big league games there. I mean, it, was that kind of weird at the start? I know the setup's probably a little different and stuff with with the yeah. Renos, but what's it been like playing there for the big league club this year? Yeah, um, it's of course it's been very different. Uh, got to spring training 2.0. Uh, we had, you know, um, meetings with the team saying, like, where would we want to play? And, you know, we had a couple options. And uh, everybody was kind of like, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, like, I'd rather play on the road or I'd rather play here. I'd rather play, you know, in this spot. But, uh, you know, certain guys were saying, like, dude, it would kind of be cool to play in Buffalo because, like, you know, that'll be our home, but, like, guys that have to come in there and, like, grind it out, yeah. and, you know, in a triple stadium. And so, like, that kind of can be our little advantage. And so, like, us actually playing there this year is kind of just like, man, like, this is actually happening. Right. <laughs> like, we're playing apart. <laughs> but uh, honestly, man, the, the organization, is, uh, they've done a great job at – making it feel like home uh they've done a great job at uh making it feel comfortable 
Um, it honestly, the locker room feels like a big league locker room. Um, granted, there's only so much you can do to a field to upgrade it for sure. Uh, standards, but at the same time, it's it's very playable and like I said, it's comfortable. So uh, guys, guys really don't don't mind it, man. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's always good to play in a big league park uh, and you know go out there and uh, enjoy it and have fun. And I'm not sure if you've if you've seen, like watched any games on TV or anything, but even for us fans at home, like it just it looks like the Rogers Center from from the yeah. outfield camera. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for and, sure. And so, I mean, you've had a pretty good year this year. Heading into last night, you, I mean, obviously a small sample size, but you're batting over 300, a 500 on base percentage going into last night. Are you doing anything you know differently this year? Anything you've done to your swing or offensive approach, or you're just kind of seeing the seeing the ball well? Uh, I think it's a combination of uh, uh, my work uh, and a combination of um, just knowing that, you know, I can play. Uh, I'm a big leaguer, you know. Um, uh, it, it's, 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 it, I think a lot of guys, when a lot of guys get called up, uh, certain guys are everyday guys, you know. Uh, they get the opportunity to go out there and play every day and uh, show what they can do. But, for some guys, and I think in my case, it was like one of those things where uh, let's see what he can do. And uh, like I, I play, I will play a game, and, and then I have two games off, and I might pinch hit. And so like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like a different type of role. And so like that's something that I kind of had to get used to doing too as well, and sure. uh, learn how to prepare and uh, be that guy. So. Um, but at the same time, it also allowed me to uh, learn a lot. Uh, I've grown a lot as a player um, at the plate. Um, I've grown a lot in the field. And I've grown a lot just as a professional, man. So um, I think, um, you know, in terms of my work, you know, I, I've just been working a lot of, uh, on uh, uh, just my swing plane, my swing path. Uh, and because uh, I, I honestly think that I have had a good eye uh, my whole career. It's just a matter of making consistent contact uh, at the same time, just uh, trying to knowing when to take chances, knowing when to uh, uh, take when to have an at bat for the team. Uh, and so, like, those are the, some of the things that I've kind of learned and had to, you know, grow to experience over over my years. So uh, I think it's just a combination of things, man. Okay, okay. And um, you've kind of talked about how, uh, how close the team is. A lot of you guys are young guys. A lot of you guys kind of played together at some point, you know, throughout whether it's spring training or, or throughout the minors. Um, I know right. you were close friends. It seemed like you were close friends with Anthony Alford. Obviously, he got shipped out. But who who are the guys you're kind of hanging out with? Who are you rolling with? Uh, you know, whether it's at the field or away from the field. Uh, I typically roll with Grinch. Uh, uh, Santi is my boy. Uh, Santiago Espinal, of course, Bobichet. Uh, we we chill every now and then. And uh, on the flight, I typically sit by Patrick Murphy. Uh, he, he got the opportunity to, uh, you know, make his debut this year as well, man. Uh, that's another guy who's gonna, gonna be a big, uh, have a big role in, uh, this organization and this team. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those are typically the guys that I, you know, I chill with, but at the same time, when I'm at the clubhouse, man, uh, I'm really that guy that's kind of like just, uh, all around, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. uh, you know, I'm in this conversation and that conversation, uh, I don't really, uh, just you know, stick to one person. So uh, 
Yeah, man. I I honestly just kind of uh, just I'm with everybody, bro. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, what are you guys doing for? I know you guys are allowed to. I think at home you guys are allowed to kind of leave hotels and things like that. But what are you guys doing for entertainment? I know. I mean, you don't strike me as a video game guy. I know some of the younger guys are. Uh, you know, what what are you doing for entertainment these days, man? Yeah, so uh, they actually just really got me into video games this year in Rochester, man. Uh, I actually downloaded uh, Call of Duty. Okay, yeah. Because you know, I really couldn't do anything, you know, this year. So uh, I just got into Call of Duty. Uh, I always typically tell Cav uh, uh, and uh, Santi and uh, we got Joshua Palacios. He, he's here now. Yeah. And, uh, Bo and all the guys, I usually tell them, hey, I'll get on tonight. <laughs> and then I end up going to the room, calling my wife and like, hey, guys, I, I, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> family time. <laughs> what, uh, what are you guys playing on PS4 or Xbox? Uh, I'm a PS4 guy. Uh, I'm a PS4 guy. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, man, I typically, you know, read. Uh, I'm a big, uh, I'm big on, uh, you know, just growth in general. Um and then uh, I, I also like uh, making making beats. Uh, I have like uh, a little MIDI keyboard or whatever that I take around with me. And just like when I get a little free time, I'll, I'll get on that and try to, you know, just make beats, be creative. That's my way of being creative. So uh, that's typically what I'm doing every day, man. Interesting. Wife. <laughs> Making beats, man. Were you, is, is that something you kind of picked up in high school or something more yes. in college and pro? Uh, yeah, so I was growing up. I always played the drums. I played the uh, trap set in uh in my, at my church, uh, and then uh, when I got to middle school, I started playing in a band. Okay, that's something a lot of people don't know. I <laughs> I was actually a big band guy, uh, percussionist, and then uh, <clears throat> and then I kind of uh, once I went to college. I I played, but I I really didn't play a lot uh, okay. as far as the drums, uh, and then like I want to say two years ago, it might be a year and a half, might not even been that long ago, I started actually playing around on Garage Band. Okay, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it was it was something that kind of intrigued me, and so I started doing that, and then uh. You know, here of late, I actually bought a, uh, or my wife bought me a MIDI keyboard to take around with me this season. And uh, I actually got a microphone too, as well. Like, if I want to, you know, put anything down. But uh, yeah, it's been fun, man. It's cool. Like, I enjoy it. Uh, and like I said, it's just my way of being creative. For sure. And I mean, sure, it's, yeah, it's, it's extra nice on a year like this, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so going back a little bit uh, a little bit to March here. Um, so I was at the game. You were playing against Team Canada, um, the junior national team. So it was the day everything, I mean, pretty much got shut down. Yeah. Um, so what was that day like for you and just kind of the, the following months after that? You, I would assume you went home. Just kind of talk about how, you know, COVID kind of affected you in this situation uh, with the Jays. Yeah, um, yeah, that day I kind of remember like it was yesterday, man. Uh, Me too, man. <laughs> it feels like it was yesterday almost, but it feels like it was like three years ago. I know, right? It feels like yesterday, but it does feel like so long ago because this year has been very long with COVID. But uh, yeah, so we was playing Team Canada. I think I had two at bats that game, 
And uh, after I had came in my last at bat, I think Anthony hit a double or something like that. And I came in, I was tired and I was breathing pretty <laughs> hard. And uh, everybody was just saying like, or no, actually they told me I was coming out of the game. And so uh, I was sitting over there just chilling. And uh, somebody was like, hey bro, like we're, we're going home. And I was like, what do you mean we're going home? Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, like, they're shutting it down. I was like, why? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I kind of just – it just that conversation went somewhere. I forgot where it went. But then got into the locker room. I left the field, got into the locker room, and uh, guys were saying, like, uh, hey, man, like, uh, you don't have to come in tomorrow. Like, stay home. Uh, turns out COVID, uh, whatever. I forgot the conversation exactly verbatim, but – it was like, uh, yeah, we just got to wait and see what, what happens with this COVID situation. It's been an outbreak or whatever. And so uh, we ended up thinking we were going to come back after a few days or a week or something like that. Yeah. So we, we stayed there and, uh, you know, we were having conversation with our staff, uh, with our front office uh, each and every day, like telling us what's going on, what's happening, you know, stay safe, stay in watch what you do, uh, uh, basically be as minimal or do as minimal as possible. And so, uh, you know, as the days went on, we started realizing, like, dang, like, we might not even be back playing. <laughs> and so uh, we ended up going home. I ended up going home back to Mississippi. Okay. And uh, so that time was – it was a weird time for me, but it was also a great time for me because I had just had my baby girl Capri. Yeah. Uh, um, that, In what that, February, I think. February, yeah, yeah, February 16th, and so uh, I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'll just make the most of this time with my with my baby girl. Exactly. So exactly. I ended up doing that, and uh, you know, just trying to stay ready while I can or how I could. Uh, you know, we couldn't go to gyms. We couldn't go to training facilities. So I worked out at the house, hit off the tee, uh, ran in my backyard or ran in my, my uh, father-in-law's backyard. Takes you back to the high school days almost. Yeah, yeah, it was. Back to the grind. Back to the grind. But uh, and, and, you know, I, I honestly started loving it, man. You start to, you know, kind of create a routine, you know, like. Yep. Uh, be able to like know what you're gonna do, like when and how you want to do it, and so it was it was kind of cool. Uh, but at the same time, I was missing baseball, and uh, you know, obviously we got the opportunity to come back, and uh, it's been it's been cool since then. I think uh, we've done the best we could with with a, a bad situation. And obviously, uh, you talking there about uh, you know your wife and kids, and obviously this season's been a lot different for players, you know, that do have a wife and kids compared to, you know, some younger yeah. guys who are just kind of pretty much on their own, right? Right. Um, so are, are they in Buffalo with you right now, or how's that situation? And just kind of what's this season been like, just kind of trying to coordinate that, but kind of keep yourself safe and keep them yeah. safe? You know, what's this whole situation been like for, for you with them? Yeah, it's it's been uh, challenging. Uh, I, I would say it's been challenging. Usually I have my uh, wife with me. And I would have had my wife and daughter with me this year. Uh, but uh, because of the situation, I thought it best for them to, you know, stay home uh, just to kind of be safe and to have some type of freedom uh, 
to be able to move how they wanted to move without being, uh, you know, too, uh, I guess, liberal uh, with what they do. Um, and then, but they did actually come out, uh, I want to say it was the beginning of September. Okay. Uh, they, came, they came out for a week and a half when I got called up here to Buffalo, actually. They okay. flew out. I didn't know I was coming up, but uh, they flew out to Rochester um, the night that I got called to the taxi squad. So we ended up... A pretty good day for you. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty <laughs> good day for me. <laughs> so we ended up renting a car and uh, driving to Buffalo, and they stayed in the hotel with me for uh, a week. Or actually, yeah, for for three days. And then she drove, She actually, her and uh, my baby girl actually drove to Boston, uh, and they stayed with me. And then they drove back to Buffalo and we stayed here, and uh, we had an off day here, so it was pretty cool to just like chill with them in the hotel and go walking and just spend time, family time with them. And so now they're back at home, um, chilling and you know just doing life without me right now. But uh, I try to, you know, thank God for Facetime. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's been good though, man, uh, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I just got a cu- couple more questions here. Um, so, so you were a 15th rounder, like you weren't drafted out of high school, correct? No. So no. you, you know, you obviously not drafted out of high school, 15th rounder, like went to a, a small school close to home. Yeah. And I mean, you've just kept moving up the organization, you know, well, what kind of is it you, you think, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, work habits or what do you think it is that's just kept you just, you know, continue to move up the ladder? Um, you know, I, Typically, when I talk to uh, students or uh, kids, I I use the slogan uh, or uh, acronym DBA, uh, and it's typically stands for Dream, Believe, Achieve. Uh, dream is just you know, as a kid, man, I've had I had a vision um, to play in the MLB. Uh, first and foremost, I think without hope, uh, like it's almost impossible to in- achieve anything, man. But I do believe every one of us have that thing in us that God has placed in us and that we want to do, you know, uh, that desire. Um, not saying that, you know, you can just say you can do anything and it happened. But I do believe the, there are things that uh, gifts and talents and abilities that God gives us that, you know, that he allows us to pursue. Um and so first and foremost, I think I, I had a dream at, at a young age uh, that I wanted to be a big leaguer. Uh, I used to tell my dad, like, uh, I'm going to be a big leaguer one day and I'm going to come back and be able to give to my city. Uh, that was the thing that I wanted to do, uh, to have a family, to raise a family. Uh, those two things were uh, like hand in hand. And then uh, believe, man, I think uh, just the faith part, man, in terms of uh just your work that you put in your daily uh work every day getting up and saying i'm pursuing this uh not just saying it but putting action toward that dream putting action towards your vision and uh those things and those gifts and those talents that i talked about previously that god has uh innately given us man and i think uh, God naturally gave me the ability to play baseball. Um, and, 
you know, every I love the game, man. Like when I was young, I remember um, my my uh, when I played t ball, right, and uh, I played at the boys and girls club, and me and my dad, I used to beg my dad, like, let's go, let's go to the field, let's go to the field, and he he was like, he'd get so tired of me, he'd just be like, all right, all right let's go. And so we'll go out and he'll tell me to hit the ball to left field and you know, I'll take a swing and hit the ball over the fence off the tee and then he'll say, All right, hit the hit this on the right field and I hit like hit hit to right and hit it out and he's he was just he used to tell me those stories and like uh nowadays I, I have friends that uh you know that that talk to me and they always say, Man, like you're an inspiration to me, man, just knowing like the hard work you put in and the dedication and the time that you put towards your craft. And, uh, you know, it, it really makes a big difference, man. I don't think you can accomplish anything or have success in anything in this life. Um, true success, you know, uh, without uh, hard work and dedication, man. Uh, it's it's going to take some time and it's going to take some sacrifice. Uh, and that's what I mean by uh, believe, having faith, uh, putting that work in. And then achieve, man, like that's just trust in God's hands. And, you know, uh, if you can uh, believe, uh, if you can dream and believe, then then if all you got to do next is just trust God's hands, man, just ha- be patient and allow God to just uh, do what he's going to do, man. And I believe uh, firmly that uh, God has a plan for each and every one of us. If we just allow him to to uh, work in our lives, man. And I like that. I like DBA. I know there's uh, a lot of amateur, a lot of young amateur uh, baseball players that that listen to this. So I think that's that's something they can they can take with them. Um, so um, just moving on, two fun questions here to end this. Um, right. So I know there's been a lot. Like it's been it's been a crazy year. It's been different. I mean, normal has obviously changed. Right. So what's one of the weirdest or just like covid 2020 moments you've had this year where you're like damn like that's weird like i don't know if it's maybe playing in buffalo or just something where you know you sit there and you're like man only in 2020 would this happen you know what you know what i consider very weird that people we we take for granted is our freedom and liberty to go and do what we want to do yep and so What's so crazy is the guys in Rochester, like I was there for two months and most of them was there for three months. Yeah. But um, not being able to do anything for three total months. Right. Where it's just typically hotel, baseball, hotel, baseball hotel like day in day out if you think about that man like that is mind-blowing to me man it's it's like we really we have a life but we don't have a life right yeah (laughs) because we in terms of just like living man like like yeah baseball is great but you want to you want to have a life outside of baseball you know and so like that's kind of been like the mind-blowing thing is like man like I haven't been able to do anything for two to three months. <laughs> yeah, so that's crazy. And I think I think it'll be uh, kind of like when teams get, you know, when they go home at the end of the season or when they get eliminated from the playoffs. I think it'll kind of be like in the NHL. I know a lot of teams, you know, they're getting eliminated. And 
You know, they're yeah. upset. They're, you know, they're upset they're out of the playoffs. They're upset, you know, they're not playing for yeah. a championship anymore, but they get to go home and, and, you know, see their family and things like yeah. that. So it's bittersweet, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, sure. And just last question here. I, so I like to end uh, every interview with this. Um, and it'll be interesting getting your perspective on this from a big leaguer. Um, so what what's the most majestic batting practice you've ever seen? So whether it was from someone, you know, you saw in college that was just smashing them, you know, 50, yeah. 75 feet past the fence or just someone you've seen at, at the park in, in the big leagues or minors? Mm, that one's tough. I mean, mm. Vladdy's had. I'm sure you've seen some uh, some bombs from Vladdy and BP. I have. I have seen some crazy, impressive BP from Vlad. But I think the batting practice that Bobashet had yesterday was unreal. <laughs> it was unreal. Like people, um, people don't understand. Like the pop that Bo has. Like, I wish people could, like, we could actually show people, like, his batting practice. It's crazy. Uh, But another thing on top of that, though, so um, I heard a story, I want to say from uh, Devon White. We were in Spring Turning 2.0, and um, we were talking about how people was hitting different places in the Rogers Center. Yeah. And uh, he said, dude, that ain't nothing. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, that's a ball. And he was like, when Barry Bonds used to come to the Rogers Center, he said he used to hit the names up there almost at the top deck. Yeah, yeah. Consistently. He used to play Pepper with those names. So, like, if (laughs) if he he was doing that, like, that's unreal, bro. I know. that's, That's one player that I just would have loved to go back in time and watch him or Griffey, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure, bro. All right. All righty, man. Well, I know you got a game in five and a half hours, big game here against the Yankees. So uh, I really appreciate you coming on here um, and, and best of luck the rest of the way, man. We'll be watching. Appreciate it, Cam. Thank you, man. Awesome. Big thanks to Jonathan Davis for jumping on the podcast here, uh, especially on a game day. Always appreciative. Uh, it's always exciting to get uh, to get the voices of big leaguers uh, on the podcast. So, uh, big thanks to him. Um, and that uh, that does it here for episode eight. Um, we got uh, CPBL showcase. I'll be out there all weekend with the PBR crew. So uh, you know, look forward to seeing some of you guys out there. It'll be some some of the best top prospects from Ontario. I know there's. There's no T12 this year. Obviously a disappointment uh, to, to not be out at the Rogers Center this past weekend. But you know what? This is a nice compensation here. Um, I, I, I really look forward to seeing some of those arms at the top of the, the 2021 class there. Um, but yeah, super stoked for that. But anyways, that does it here. Episode 8. Thanks again, as always, for tuning in, everybody. And uh, watch your lips. Watch your lips.